welcome to the Reinvent Relevance podcast. I'm your host, Jason Mutzfeld, Director of Learning at Merrifield Career Management. Our show is about how we help career changers, advancers, explorers, and pivoters do what we call Reinvent Relevance. It's our secret sauce here at Merrifield, embracing change and taking charge of your career. Today's topic, what are the professional traits that make a candidate relevant in 2020 going forward in today's workforce and job market? Joining me today is Michelle Merritt, a principal and founder at Merrifield. Michelle, take us away. Take it away. Tell us a little bit about what makes a relevant candidate in 20, 2020, 2021 going forward. Good morning, everybody. Thanks so much, Jason, for kicking this off. You know, it's a question that we're being asked a lot. As we record this, we are in the COVID-19 pandemic and crisis. And so people are asking every day, how do I... Who am I supposed to be? How how do I demonstrate being a great candidate in the market as I move forward? Maybe I've been displaced from my my previous work. Maybe I woke up and realized I don't want to go back to doing what I was doing before this happened. Or maybe I just want to advance in the career I have. But how do I profile myself and position myself as being relevant as a candidate? And what we're hearing from employers over and over, and I think this has become so evident, especially right now, is the need for those soft skills that are um, so critical. We heard chatter about soft skills before, but I think it becomes even more vital now to make sure that we are profiling ourselves as collaborative, as innovative, as communicative. And it's not even about saying, well, I'm a great communicator. It's really about being able to demonstrate those accomplishments that prove that. I always say that uh, if your grandmother would say it about you, your grandmother would say lots of wonderful things about you. But unless you can prove it, I'm not going to take your grandmother's word for it. (laughs) I need some solid metrics or some demonstrated ability. Um, Sorry. Go go more go more into collaboration. To show how what's an example of how somebody would show collaboration or adaptability uh, on their resume or in their interview or or just in general. Even if they're st- if they want to show it to their boss, if they're not looking to change careers, they're looking to stay where they are but move up. Right. You know, collaboration is such a critical part. Um, no one is an island, as they say, and it is critical that we all can work together. And we've all worked with that person or had that boss that doesn't play well with others. And it just sets a toxic tone. And people are done with toxic people. You know, it, it, we're, we're all over it. We don't, we're not interested in high drama. That's the other thing is making sure you're not um, a high drama employee and we can come back to that. But as for how you demonstrate collaboration, I think when you're talking about your accomplishments and your achievements in your resume, because you're writing a well-crafted, accomplishment-focused resume, you're making sure that you're demonstrating how you collaborated with other teams, with other departments, with outside agencies, even with clients and customers to get done what you needed to accomplish in a way that was efficient and beneficial for all. And and that really... uh... And that shows 
not just value to a potential future employer, but it shows value right where you are. This is something, as you say, it's a soft skill. Seth Godin refers to them as professional skills, I believe, because that's truly what they are. They are the hallmarks of professionalism in 2020. And, and I totally agree with you that drama is so 2019. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that uh, understanding inner, inner, interpersonal, interpersonal conflict and drama, as, as they call it. There's a, a topic called the drama triangle. If you want to Google that, that'll give you a little more insight into that. Uh, that is just not something that we need to take forward into this next normal. Uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, tell me a little bit more about working with others, because that's something that shows up not just to a future employer, again, but to uh, your, on your review, your ability to play well with others, right. <laughs> to use the, 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 the cliche. Sure. So you know that I'm a big fan of Cy Wakeman and um, Cy Wakeman's book, No Ego, is it was a critical part of a lot of my work and um, how I train a lot of people. But, you know, one of the things that she points out is that the average person spends two hours a day in drama. We no longer have use for that. You know, this pandemic has caused us or forced us really to strip away everything that doesn't matter. And the people who are relevant moving forward are the people who aren't spending time venting, being in high drama. They're working with other people. They're being collaborative. And they're demonstrating this not only willingness, but desire to be on the team, to be part of the team. That doesn't mean you shouldn't take ownership for your own achievements. You absolutely should. But if, you're, if you find yourself spending all kinds of time venting and complaining, then you need to check where you're at right now, because that is not what makes you a viable candidate. And you may say, I, I'm, I don't care if I vent to my coworker because I'm not applying for a job with them. But the truth is your network is being impacted. Mm -hmm. Your network now sees you as someone who's high drama and someone who is not collaborative, but rather is only facing inward. Correct. Yes. I, I tell clients all the time that you are a company of, of one. You work for yourself, but you also have to sell yourself every day to your coworkers, to your uh, supervisors, to your future employers. You have to prove that value. So each and every day, we get 24 hours when every every time the sun go every time the planet goes around the sun, we get 24 hours. And we can choose to be in drama, or we can choose to do something constructive. And I think that's ultimately, I believe what you're saying is that drama is destructive and communication is constructive. Right. Now, let's shift focus a little bit because people always ask about this. What about technical skills? Because there are individual contributors out there in IT, HR, every job function, all the way down Everyone has a computer these days. If you're in construction, you most likely have a computer in your truck. If you are working in forestry, walking through the trees, chances are you have a ruggedized laptop in your backpack. Everyone has a computer. Technical skills are vitally important. As we're learning, now that everyone is, is social distancing, the ability to communicate in a visual medium, not just through text, not just through email, but 
face to face, but also from through the internet, <laughs> not face to face in person. Right. Tell me a little bit, what, what are your thoughts on technical skills? Well, you know, I think one of the interesting things is that I hear people still saying, we've been in this now as we're recording this, we've been in this for about five to six weeks in this um, quarantine, self-isolation, social distancing thing. And I still am hearing people say, well, I'm really looking forward to when I go back to having face-to-face meetings, when I go back to giving face-to-face lectures. A, I think that's going to be a long time. It's going to be much longer than we think. And B, I don't know that we're ever going fully back and we need to be prepared for that. So, you know, whether that is being comfortable in this medium and, you know, this is not easy. I am staring at the camera that is at the top of my laptop instead of looking at you on my screen, Jay. It's, you know, it is uncomfortable to try to figure all this out and make sure that I'm presenting myself a certain way, knowing that this is recorded and and saved, you know, forever and ever. But I think getting comfortable with it, embracing the new way of doing things and the next way, the next normal, as I know you call it, which I think is a great term, you know, we have to embrace what's coming next. And if you're saying, I don't do computers or I only want face-to-face contact, retire. Retire and go figure out something else to do that isn't in the workplace because there is not going to be a place for that moving forward. And I know that sounds harsh, but the truth is that we need people who are innovative and are willing to think forward. You don't have to go invent the iPhone, right? It's, that's, not what, that's not what we're asking you to do, but we are asking you to m- figure out how you better your corner of the world moving forward in, in ways that you can embrace. And that means getting out of your comfort zone and remaining comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh, so true. So true. Uh, I always say technology and digital transformation is like a bus. If you're not on the bus, you're going to get left at the bench. So while it's uncomfortable, get out of your comfort zone. And that is so true because I believe firmly in lifelong learning. And that's another thing I know we wanted to bring up today. Alvin Toffler, the futurist, said the literacy of the 21st century would be the ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn. And so many people are willing to learn, but they're not necessarily willing to unlearn or relearn. And you don't have to know TikTok. You don't have to be on TikTok, but you have to have at least heard of TikTok and understand what it is and why it is so important to certain demographics, you know, especially if you're in marketing or any sort of branding. Uh, some people are insistent that they only communicate via text or they only communicate by email, having that flexibility. And I think that is something that's vitally important when learning, flexibility and the willingness to learn. You don't have to necessarily enjoy it because learning should always be a little bit of a challenge because it's the challenge that makes it worthwhile. But learn, learn, learn. Uh, And use this time to learn. My apologies for jumping in there. No, you're you're right. You know, certainly in this... COVID-19 world that we're currently in, use your time to learn. If your time is being spent just hanging out watching Netflix in your pajamas for the last five weeks, you're not making yourself a relevant candidate. Make sure 
that you are embracing lifelong learning. As you say, we're not asking you to go back to college and get your degree. <laughs> if you want to do that, more power to yeah. you. If you need a third master's degree and a PhD, you go do that. <laughs> but the truth is we want to make sure that you're building your knowledge base, whether that's using LinkedIn learning, whether that's using YouTube, whether that's taking master classes, whatever that may be in your world to better yourself and your knowledge base so that you can demonstrate what you've done. Because I guarantee you, employers are going to be asking, how did you improve? How did you keep yourself relevant? What did you do during this crisis? It reminds me of the when we were children and we went back to grade school in, in the fall, well, what did you do over summer vacation? (laughs) This is a societal summer break. And if you spend it watching Tiger King over and over, uh, more power to you. That's fine. That's okay. But you should also feed your brain something useful as well. You're better off spending time on YouTube with crash course or like you say, masterclass.com or Khan Academy. Uh, <laughs> I, I could spend some time in Khan Academy relearning math <laughs> just because it's something useful. And more importantly, when you're in a review, when you're in an interview, when you are talking to a client, you can share a story. Human beings love to communicate with stories. And use this time to write a story about what you're doing. Write this story by doing. Don't just write right. this on unless that's your hobby. I mean, write a story if you want to. Uh, But you can then tell the story about how you wrote stories uh, during your downtime. So make this most of this opportunity. This is not just a fire sale on stocks or a possibility of getting a discount because people in dire straits, people are in dire straits because of COVID-19. That's just opportunism. Right. Use this as an opportunity to do something, something okay. constructive. So you're absolutely right, Michelle. How were you productive is going to be the takeaway from today of how do you prove your relevance? Well, it starts by being productive with yourself and okay. taking ownership of your career. What other thoughts do you have? You know, I think those are the key points. I think we've hit them all at this point, you know, is be active. I think um, success has an action bias, as we're fond of saying around here. And we always want you to fix what's right with you. Focus on what you do well and keep building on that and building on those strengths during this time so that you can demonstrate and be comfortable owning your accomplishments. Understand what you've done, name, claim, and aim those strengths, those talents, and those accomplishments. Yes. It's not pride. It's not ego. If it's honest and real. That is just you being honest and real. What have you done? That is important. What can you do? That is also important. Those are two of the the highlights we have every time we work with a career, with anyone exploring their career. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you folks for listening with with us today. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you took something away from it. Uh, If you do, please feel free to go to our website, merfeld.com, M-E-R-R, F-E-L-D. That's M-E-R-R-F-E-L-D. And you can reach out to either Michelle or myself. It's just Jason at Merfeld or Michelle at Merfeld. Two L's in Michelle. <laughs> so thanks for listening, folks. We hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.